And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a little this. It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm Deanne Smith, I'm your host. This thing is called Questionable at Best. It is questionable at best. You'll see how it works. And um, hello to everybody that's returning. You may hear that I seem to have a bit of a cold. That's okay, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting it. It's great. Uh, it's, it's very important to have positive self-talk when you're starting to get sick, I think. So I'm not even starting to get sick. It's just being fought. It is. I am on the battle. Battling. It's happening. Echinacea, green tea, let's do this. Hey, and good vibes, because I know nothing about science. Hi, everyone. Where to start with this intro? Let me tell you how it usually works. Usually, I listen to the whole podcast, I edit it, I do whatever needs to be done, and then I make the intro. This time, I'm just making the intro, so I don't know if you need more context. I think you probably don't. Robbie and I just had a really good chat, and I haven't yet decided how it's going to come together. I do remember there was a moment when we um, dove into some personal stuff that may or may not be fair to... um, put out on the internet for the entire world in perpetuity. So I'll probably edit that part out and you'll hear it. You'll hear it. We'll just be like, we'll be talking and then we won't. And then we'll be talking again about something else. Uh, that, that is probably what's going to happen. So get ready for that. And you guys, I love you. It's just, you'll see, you'll see when we get there, why maybe that wouldn't be fair. Oh, and I think Robbie and I might have talked about safe sex and how we never have it with lesbians. And I want any impressionable youths out there to know that we are just human people that make mistakes and don't know what we're talking about. So make your own choices around all of that stuff. Google it. Get educated. This isn't the place. This isn't the place. Should I tell you about Robbie Hoffman? You already know her, right? Because you listened to, I believe she was in the third podcast ever, which was What's Too Jewy? She tried to answer that. She's very Jewish, Robbie Hoffman. And I love her. I love her. She's the greatest. You'll hear. She had so many feelings about the last podcast that I did with Carolyn But this podcast is about that podcast. And if you're new to this, if you're new to Questionable About Best, we've never done this before. It's not going to get super meta. We're not just going to always be referring back to previous podcasts. But in this one, we are. And I think it's worth something. Um, Robbie has a lot of ideas and opinions about a lot of things. And that is one thing I love about her. So you'll hear all of that. You can find Robbie on Twitter at I am Robbie Hoffman. So you should do that. She's very fun. She's very funny. Guys, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss with the intro. I don't know what else to tell you. Thank you for being here. Do you, do you want to know where I am right now, actually? Where I am right now is in Carolyn Yates's sweet, sweet bachelor pad in Montreal. She is gone, and I am here. So I did a podcast with her, and then I just basically moved into her house, which is great. No. I, I had referenced being homeless a lot in earlier podcasts, <laughs> and she picked up on that thread like a really kind and generous person and offered for me to stay in her house while she's away. So that's where I am right now. And it is nice. I'm, I'm, I'm growing to love her even more. I already liked her because of the podcast, but now I extra like her because her place is just full of good vibes. It's very nice. It's nice to see how other people live and then pretend you have that life for half a second. Yeah, guys, I'm just a sweet bachelor hanging out in a sweet bachelor pad in downtown Montreal. Fighting a cold, fighting it, battling it. It's happening. 
Apparently, it's minus 33 out today, guys. I'm not trying to go out there. Minus 33. Are you kidding me? That's Celsius, if you don't know what I'm referring to. Minus 33. I know this because people have told me, but otherwise I wouldn't know. I'm just hanging out in Carolyn's warm apartment in my underwear. If you want to picture it, you can. You don't know what my underwear looks like, but you can try to picture it. You can't. You probably have no idea how sweet my rack is. What? Why would I say that? Because it is. Um, okay, guys, I have to go. This is getting weird. Bye. I have a naturally projecting voice. Yeah, it's I've been good. Told us. It's happening. It's, we're doing it. I could have been a rabbi. I think you still could be. <laughs> Don't let your dreams die. Um, <laughs> we're starting. So the question is, I suppose, the question is, how did you feel about the latest podcast? Oh, my God. What, how did you, I feel? You had so many... You had so many Feelings. So much feedback. I wrote it down. I you have was, questions I was, I was, within questions about the latest podcast. Yeah, like things that like popped oh out. Yes. Okay, guys. Robbie has a picture on her phone of notes that she's written <laughs> on a notebook. This is also crazy. I thought I had serial killer handwriting. This is crazy. This I have. Yeah, like I have rantings yeah. of someone who's unwell. <laughs> <laughs> well, some might say, but I um, like it. Tell me yeah. everything. What does no. it say? Well, the, first, yeah, this is. Because you, you also don't want to write things like this very clear. Like, you know, it's you don't true. want someone to find this and see fisting clarify. Like, <laughs> that's what I have. It is good to be a little illegible sometimes. You know, it's like you kind of want you to understand and no one else. That's the way I write. Okay. It's code. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, top, like, top bottom line feelings about it. Like, there were so many, obviously, but things about, like, roles like the two bottoms trying to work it out and giving them advice that they could work it out like just leave each other and find what you want like, <laughs> like you're pretending not to want to change the other person like you're having this sexual like the solution to two bottoms getting along is that the bottom one well like the one who's on bottom during that sexual encounter like pretends that they're giving the control of being like it was this whole you know cockamamie way <laughs> in like this pr- game pretend it right. was like insane when it was like why don't you just listen we're both bottoms it sucks but let's go get our nails done and find people that we want to sleep with like, <laughs> i love your solution yeah i mean i don't know these particular people maybe they have years of Built up connection, trust, love. Uh, but how do you have the connection? Maybe I don't. I, mean, I don't know. I That's don't know. what I'm saying. How do you get from date one to date two? I don't know. I get date one. You don't know. So okay, on a scale of one to ten in a relationship, how important do you think sex is? It feels like you think it's a ten. I Maybe, think everything's a ten. In okay. A okay. I think you gotta connect. Yeah. A ten. Yeah. Sex a ten. Interest a ten. It's all a 10. It's, this is, you're sharing your life with someone. Why should it be not a 10? Yeah, why should it be not a 10? Who's doing four on sex? I don't know, but maybe these people, maybe they have a whole other life outside of their sexual connection. And maybe their sexual connection, in terms of the importance it holds in their relationship, maybe it, maybe it is a four. Maybe it's a six. So they're willing to like work some shit out. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. I don't know these people. I'm just I'm de- I'm being devil's advocate for the moment. I just feel like I don't know. Like it's like I hate having to choose one or the other. Like I don't think it's a trade-off. 
I don't think emotional connection for sex is a trade off. I don't think that oh, I have we have all this this life together, so we can't have great sex together. I think you can have it all. If you don't have it all, you're maybe not in the right relationship. Yes. If you don't like sex, maybe you're asexual. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other thing. I don't have any thoughts on. I don't. Yeah. It's so far beyond me. But like, I know we have at least one asexual listener because I don't know if it's a he or she or anything. They've written in. They've written in because Iman and I questioned it once. I believe it 100%. Yeah. But I think that that's, then maybe you have some asexuality in you, which is fine. If you think your your relationship is a 10 on every level and sex is missing, then 10 doesn't, then sex doesn't exist in your relationship, which right. is fine. But once it does exist, if you're saying that's something I'm interested in and you're giving it a four. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. Why don't you be friends? I have amazing relationships with people that I'm not having sex with. But I wouldn't, not dating them. So in your mind, this whole bottom, bottom thing, can't work, won't work. What are you doing? Move on. It's insane. I mean, like, what are you calling working? Like, I call working, working. But if you want to pretend something works, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> Is you, you, think that's, you think that's what they were doing or what Carolyn was suggesting? Like, okay, you get in your head about this. You get in your yeah, head about like this. Yeah, like you have to, like, work to get into your head. Like, when I'm having sex, I'm in my head. I'm, like, in it. I'm, yeah. like... I'm not like thinking. Here's what I should be thinking about. I'm tr- I'm as animalistic as possible in that moment. Like I'm doing things. Like if I stop and look at what I'm doing, like, and I've had like post-sex conversations with my girlfriend that I'm like, isn't it so weird that we're lesbians? And she's like, no, I don't understand. I'm like, why do we like our tongues to touch each other? Like, why am I licking another person's tongue? Why is that good? <laughs> like that's you know what I'm saying? Like if I stop and think about it too much, that's yeah. what I'm thinking about. I'm like, we're so weird. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, this is the weirdest thing. It is really, it is really weird. Yeah. All of it can be really weird. It's not like tennis. It's not like, it's like this weird, (laughs) we like to mush and like do weird things. But like she, but you're not allowed to think about that in this, like trying to plan. If you're two bottoms, you have to think about like why you're like, you know what I'm saying? You like have an agenda of what you're supposed to be thinking about. And I find that would be really hard to have in sex. And that would be. Yeah, that would be a challenge for okay. me to like, you have to think about this during sex. I'm like, whoa, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, we're not on board with that. Neither one of us are bottoms. We just had a very uh, frank discussion over brunch. <laughs> right. um, we know more than, than, than this, these podcast listeners will know. And uh, I think let's move on from this question just because I don't know who's out there. I don't know what they're thinking about bottoms. You, you're coming down hard that that dynamic is never going to work. Yeah, I've, I've like obviously I'm sorry if I've offended you. Right. I don't know it to have worked. That doesn't mean it doesn't work. Right. I don't know it. I know close to nothing. Like I'm just totally <laughs> making up these these hypotheses from no real factual base. I've never been in the position. I don't know people in the position. I'm not asking you to backpedal. This is one of my favorite things about you. You just go for it. You have opinions <laughs> and it's happening. But you also have a lot written down on this paper. So let's get into it. What else is going on? How else did you feel about the podcast? You had so many well, feelings. Well, I wrote something down. I don't even think I should say it on. Like if you have to. Like, I think you should say it. I just feel like this consent thing has gotten way out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> favorite quote of the podcast so far. No, and I'm not. I love consent. Consent is sexy. Sure. I agree. 
But like, we're not hooking up. Everybody's and it's not so, consensual. Let me say this: everybody does say consent is sexy. I've said it myself, but it's not even sexy. Consent is essential. Like, it's just it's the prerequisite. Yeah. It's what are we just, even talking about? Here? <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe like super enthusiastic consent is sexy, but it should be taken for granted. Like, yes, of course, of course, yeah. there's consent. Is what you're saying? Right? Like, I think the only time consent is questioned is when there isn't any. Right. <laughs> you should feel that. Like that would be. I mean, how you would ignore that would be insane. But I think with the sexual encounters I'm having, like, I'm not, like, stopping and being, like, oh, like, could we have sex? And, like, it's already happening by the time that's happening. Right. Like, we're having sex. Consent is implied. It's implied. Right. Yeah. And it's, like, she's not even coming over if she's not consensual. I'm not right. even going there if I don't want to. Right. Like, that's consent for me. Like, so, I don't know. I think that it's, but it's, like, high, it's been, like, this big topic about like consent and asking everything. And I've known people who have really consensual sex with like, is it okay if I do that? And that's kind of like a role play weird thing. Like some people are really into that. Like, may I do that? May I do that? Mm. But I almost look at it like that's like a master slave kind of thing too. Yeah. Like I remember that kind of like questioning every move that you're going to make. Like, I don't know if that's going to become mainstream, but at a time that was like alternative. And that was like, yeah, you know, sex play, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know, like, I've gotten down onto this, you know, I've gone down this road of, like, where it becomes really weird. But, like, yes, consent is implied. I don't have to talk about it with my girlfriend because right. we're having consensual sex. Um, because I'm not, on my end, I'm not doing it if I don't want to. Right. And you'll know. <laughs> I've never, I have no problem. Oh, I so often wish these were videos and not just audio because your facial expressions are (laughs) killing me. And I don't know. I just feel like it's talked about so much that consent is sexy. And I'm like, well, I don't know that's sexy. It just is. Like, it has to be there. Like, it's, what are we even doing without consent? Of course not. That's disgusting. Right. I wouldn't even think of it. Right. One of the, one of the hottest sexual encounters I ever had so here you go, podcast listeners, though there's not much detail, um, was a random hookup. And at first I was like, things were kind of aggressive and kind of intense. And at first I was asking, like double checking stuff. And then mm-hmm. it just like got out of hand. And then I finally just said like, listen, I'm just going to do whatever and tell, like, just let me know. Right. It's gone too far. Because I, I had this, um, this tension between kind of what was already happening and what we both seemed to be into, but then also knowing, realizing I don't know this person very well. I don't mm. want to push it too far or make anything weird, but it was really nice to just go like, you stop me if you need to stop me, but otherwise this is happening. And then right. from that point, it was just like amazing. Right. And, but the, the argument is, is if they have to stop, you've already gone too far. Like, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. It's like if somebody says, no, oh, did I do something wrong? Do you know what I'm saying? But I think that that, yeah, that's the way I do it too. Like, let me, if we're having rougher sex. Yeah. Um, let me know if there's anything you're not into for sure. And I want to know and I'm curious and I'm listening, you know, and I'm involved. Yeah. Um, and I never want to do something somebody doesn't want to do. Like, I want them to be into it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I want, <laughs> I want us both to, I want us to be into it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like who wants to have somebody not in? Like it's just I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. I'm not into having sex with people that aren't into having sex with me. I suppose. Yeah, fair enough. Let's see what else. What else is on this paper? You got oh so my much. God. Okay, well, could we do the, like the fisting because yeah. I had? Oh yes, you have a lot of feelings about the fisting. I felt like the fisting, like it's good. Like oh, like that's how you do fisting. But there's so many ways of doing fisting. I don't feel like I. I don't feel fisting is one position. I think there's many ways you can fist. 
because I have fisted without lube. Right. And it's been terrific. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I will also say I've never fisted with lube. I feel like if it, well, whatever. Okay. Lube is good, I guess. I don't know. You're not into lube. I just feel like, I'm, well, you know what? Every body is different. I'm not going to put it out there. Maybe some people don't get as wet as other people. I don't know what the deal is. It's, well, I'm with you on the wet, wetness. Yeah. Like, I know, per, I, full to slow, very wet. You'll know if I'm turned on. <laughs> like, it's, there's no doubt about it. We don't need that loop. Right. You know, um, and a partner who I had fisted with, an ex-partner of mine, like, there was no lube, very wet. Um, I we didn't have this big discussion about. I was sticking more and more fingers. Yeah, I was saying, can I put you know, can I put my hand yeah. in you know? And she was saying, yes, please do it. Like you know, she's very much into it. I was doing it, and also when I got in there, it wasn't tight. It opened up. Right. The body opened up for me, and I was able to fully put my hand in a fist right inside, and it had space for me to move it around. <laughs> I wish people could see your gestures right okay, now. You know, I'm yeah. like moving my fist around. I'm like this it. is yeah. gross. Like that, you have to see this. I feel bad. It's not gross at all. Okay, it's no. not gross to you. And then I like, just like that you can't help yourself from actually making the motion. I right know now. you're like oh, I was moving it. Yeah, and then like. You know, some girls, and I know that they're debunking this female ejaculation, but at the time, you know, or they're debunking it as pee. I don't, for the record, I don't care what the hell it is. I like that it's happening. Yeah. Also, I think it's it's been debunked that it's been debunked. It's not right. pee. The, uh, we talked about this at brunch, but the um, the uh, original study was skewed toward people that are suffer from incontinence. So, like, maybe it was pee for them, whatever. Anyway, it was one right, study. Exactly. I think we all know that female ejaculate is not pee. It's not pee. It's not pee. It's not pee. We all know what pee is. Yeah. And it's not pee. No. Hashtag not pee. Um, no. But you're saying, even if it is pee, who gives a fuck? Then you're yeah, into, that then means I'm you're into, into pee. pee. Yeah. Okay, so sue me. What do I care? <laughs> I don't care if people think what I'm into is weird. Yeah. You know, by virtue of just being a lesbian, we're already alternative to most of what's happening in the world. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Right. So throw pee on. Fine. Once I'm down, I'm down. <laughs> it felt so Jewy for you to be like, so sue me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I would love someone oh, to sue God. you. Lawyer up. For being into pee. Um, fisting. Tell me about but all yeah, the ways. And then like the, the way like to pull out it was like, oh, be careful. You pull out and put the other two fingers in. It's like a suction device. I'm like, I pulled the fuck out. <laughs> think about any of that i'm pulling out it all felt natural like if it's not feeling natural when you're doing it don't do it is my rule of thumb right no pun intended (laughs) but like just it should feel pretty natural like everything else like don't force like here's we're gonna fist now we're gonna do this we have the loop set up and i got my two fingers and don't worry how do you feel feel about the gloves she talked about gloves never right i i think i can lose interest quickly is the problem in bed if there's too many distractions, if it's like, okay, let's take a break, let's go get this other stuff. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I yeah. think that if I lose it, I, I, and yeah, I could roll over and go to bed. Really? I, I could. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's that fickle, but sometimes it's not. Um, it depends. But I, I could see myself getting frustrated if you had to do, imagine you had to do gloves, dental, time, and loop. <sighs> I'd rather take a bath and go to sleep. <laughs> dental dam just as a it doesn't the concept doesn't even make sense to me when i think about it right i can't imagine it practically all i've ever done with a dental dam is stretch it over like a toilet paper roll and made a drum that's all i've ever really done with it (laughs) it's so i'm not having safe sex right but i'm also as somebody who's very into my health 
Um, and knowing that I'm like, there's no better feeling to me than a doctor saying you're healthy. Yeah. I have talked about this and I, I, it, yeah, I, it gives me, um, it's like a high when I leave the doctor and they yeah. tell me I'm healthy. I feel great. I feel king of the world, but like, um, but safe sex, I'm not having. And I think that as lesbians we're the lowest risk and I, could be corrected and I'm expected to be corrected, but we're the lowest risk for like seriously fatal sexually transmitted infections or diseases. Right. I, we are like, yeah, I've been a lesbian a long time and I have not been having safe sex and yeah. fine. We're fine. It's like yeah. really, really difficult for us to contract anything. And I could deal with a lot. Like I'm like, Oh, let's say I did get garnery or whatever. I think it's like, you just take a pill and then you're fine. Like I'm always like, I just like wouldn't want like, yeah, like anything fatal, obviously. But I feel like I'm not having safe sex and I'm not like thinking a lot about the sex moves I'm doing. I'm just doing them Mm -hmm. and they're working out naturally. And it seems to be great. Like I don't, I'm like, Oh my God, maybe I should have thought of that more, but you know what? I didn't. And it worked out. And we're we're continuing to fist so it's you know i didn't ask the questions but i just i felt like i inherently knew what to do or i was doing what felt natural right versus like having to plan it and then like um on the podcast you guys were explaining that you had to like pull out the hand and be careful because it's going to be tight again it just slipped out from the natural (laughs) lubrication of this person's body right and from the you know whatever was coming out of them and I didn't, I didn't think about that at all. So, uh, and I didn't feel that the tightness didn't feel too tight. Like, like, like when it was like the idea <laughs> of, the, of the hand, of the hand getting stuck. Yeah. No, I never thought of that I, in my I'm life. I'm like, what? Right. Your hand's stuck? How dry is this person <laughs> with that amount of lube that the hand is stuck? A child comes out of that. <laughs> like literally a child comes out of that veg. Yeah. And it's not stuck. <laughs> I don't all right let's get back to your paper what else sorry. there's so many notes no no sorries i just realized we're getting very specific about fisting there's a whole world of people listening to this podcast that may or may not be fisting but uh what i like about you is your passion robbie's looking at her notes guys i always feel it's like weird like if i talk about my sex life too because people think of like i have the disposition of a 95 year old you some sure people. do <laughs> but then I have like I think a young sex person's li- like a young sex life yeah or like I do things that young people do well, but like I, I should like hope so there's a disconnect for people like they're like but why is Larry David having sex like that you know what I'm saying like <laughs> well you know I can relate to that I can relate to that in the way that I feel like um, my sexual persona is very private and very much directed at the specific people that it's directed at. And then the rest of my life, I'm not the 95 year old, but I think I'm like the seven year old. I'm yeah. just like, Hey, I'm just a kid sister. What's up? And right. I can, I see how that could be difficult for people to reconcile. Uh, sometimes it feels difficult for me to reconcile. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not that interested in, um, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I'm just not that interested in giving, I'm just not interested in giving that away. Like other people maybe inhabit their sexual personas in all aspects of their lives or a little more, it's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. For me, it's not. No, it's me like either. very private. Yeah, I would agree. Like talking to you about it, like I don't talk about it on stage. Yeah. 
I don't really have a lot of jokes about my sex life. My I keep partners private and I keep what I'm doing private. But people are like it's only occurred to me this like people are surprised like they're like if they see me with a girlfriend like oh you have a girlfriend like oh like she's you know or this or they have a comment and it's like whoa I didn't expect it from you like oh you didn't expect me to have a, a girlfriend. Like, well, for A, what kind of a why? <laughs> and then, like, B, it's like people don't always see me as sexual, which right. I'm happy not to be seen as 100%. I wouldn't want to be. But I always feel like my sex life is, um, there's a big dissonance between my sex life and who I am. Right. But it's it's just different. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't wear it every day. Right. I, well, I don't wear it. I just, I'm very private with it. and I. You yeah. say you don't wear it, but one thing that, we were maybe going to talk about was the fact that you're a ladies ma'am as you put it i oh. would say ladies man because i didn't know how fun the expression ladies ma'am was i didn't never heard it before well because you had said last time we uh we did a show at the steady together a couple months ago when you were in and you spoke about you said something about robbie getting all these or whatever but i realized that you're probably one of the only people who thinks that because you've known me personally right so you've seen the different girlfriends or you've seen you know we've seen each other through relationships yeah but to other people, they don't know. You know, they might have never seen me with a person. They don't know that you're killing it with the ladies 24-7. No, not, not that I'm killing <laughs> it, but like, you know, we're not like, I don't say my girlfriend on stage. Right, right. I don't know if my girlfriend was doing this or that, or it's like, oh, I had a date. Let's or, talk about this for a minute. Since we've known each other, I've had two girlfriends that I've broken up with, and you were really upset each time. It yeah. Remember Sarah for the Australian? You were still kind of, upset. You're, you're still upset. Still upset. Talk to me about it because I felt like you were overly invested. We didn't even know each other that well. You were you were you were mad that we broke up. I just like looked up to you. I felt like an affinity towards you. I felt like you like you ex you things in your life were explaining a lot about mine. I felt oh, like tell okay me more. in a lot of things that I was doing. Like I didn't really have like you know I was I'm coming into my own more and more every day which I, I hope we all are um but you were like this out lesbian but you were uh you weren't you know you were toppy a bit um not so feminine right um but also really happy in your femininity okay that's in a, a weird, this is like, a very in interesting way. feedback yeah yeah like and I felt like, because I've always felt like I love being a girl. I just like being the type of girl that I am. Right, right. And it felt like uncomfortable for a while to say like, like people like, oh, well, you're like, you know, you're like a boy. I'm like, well, I'm not like a boy. Like, I'm I'm a girl. Yeah, there's a whole range like, of possibilities yeah. for what it can be to be a woman. And yeah. you're doing this one. Yeah, yeah and yeah, this yeah. is the kind of girl that I want. And, and you were that, you know, you were that. So I also, for relationship advice, I always was curious in how a long-term relationship would work because I had just had one relationship. Right. And it was a roller coaster, as they can be when you first start dating. And you got into it really young as yeah. well, right? So you yeah. didn't know anything else. Yeah. yeah. And then you were in this, like, really stable relationship. And you had, like, a life with this lady. And I'm like, oh, my God. We did like, have a life. life yeah. is possible. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, really afraid, like, oh, I was still not 100% comfortable with being a lesbian. I was, like, I'm entering this deviant life. Oh, I won't okay. support anyone. Like, we're not going to have, we're going to be poor. I see. We're not, nothing's going to work. Right. Like, you know, and that's it. And it's going to be a hard life. And it's a hard life. And you made it look so easy. And you had this whole life happening. And it was just, like, a good idea. And then you, it was, like, Brad and Jennifer breaking up. <laughs> And I'm like, but they're both blonde. They're yeah. in Hollywood. Oh, 
what is going on with the world? Oh, because the other thing you liked about it, now that I'm remembering, is because I started traveling to Australia with this girl. Yeah. And we did have a whole life. Yeah, I was whole like life. building up my career. She was coming with me. She was helping me with shows. I was helping her with shows. We were quite intertwined. Um, I saw a play that was just like a beautiful oh, yeah, integration yeah. of like a couple working together, spending all that time together romantically and then professionally. And it was like this amazing display of life, that play for me. Oh, thanks. And then it like... That was a good play. I forgot all about it. It was a great it. play. I forgot all about it. Was it was a terrific play. And you, I remember you were doing the lights and she was doing this and you would... Every... It was so seamless a production. Right. It was like a Sonny and Cher production. Do you know something lesbians. Something really funny about behind the scenes of that play? Because you would have seen it in Montreal, I think, after it had toured or something. Like, did you see it in a little theater space, like upstairs yeah, on yeah, the main? Yeah. Okay. At that point, what was going on behind the scenes of that relationship was that I was like, I got to get out of this thing. <laughs> I got to get out of this thing. And I didn't know how. And it was like, I have to get out, but we have this play this month and I can't just like ditch her now. Uh Ditch, right. ditch her that's extreme language but I, I guess I meant you know I don't want to like abandon her in the middle of right. this like intense performance right. thing that she needs to do and um, that's really funny how things are perceived from the outside versus how they're lived on the inside sometimes and I mean we have a great relationship we have a great relationship now it's all worked out people have heard from her on the podcast guys you yeah. can listen back she's done two podcasts with me um, yeah for whatever reason it just wasn't the right match at the right time in some ways but uh yeah, now now we're great. And I find that out from you after, too. Like, I'll find out that a relationship ended, and I'll, it'll blow my mind every time, like, shocked. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, I've been thinking about it for a while. I'm like, what? Like, I, how? Like, yeah, that was the first one where, like, a life, like a gay couple that I really liked. Oh. It's a couple felt. But then I was like... That is rough when that happens, because we do kind of attach our own stuff to other people's relationships. Mm -hmm. And then when they fall, sometimes it's like, oh, my God, what hope is there for me or what's going to no happen? Because we all invest right. our I'm own sure stuff. No hope. If Deanne can, I can. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really messed up, Robert. You have no idea. I'm sure no. you can. You're a much no. more stable person no. than I am. No, not at all. Um, did you have feelings? You had a little bit of feelings about my last relationship breaking up, too, didn't you? Um, you just feel like you couldn't trust me anymore. You were like, I remember going, yeah, so we broke up. And you're like, you broke up? I come to you for advice. I know. Like, if I'm coming to you for advice, like, you need to be solid. Like, now I'm getting wonky advice. Now I'm getting, I don't know. I don't remember with. ever having, giving you advice, though. That's the funny thing. No, you never wanted to give advice. I'm okay. always asking. I was always like, I would see you in Sarah and be like, so you guys live together? You'd be like, yeah. I'm like, so what's the rent situation? Well, we pay, you know, we both pay rent. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you, you unknowingly were yeah. giving me advice. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, I was mentally taking notes. I had no idea. Um, You're an inspiration, Dean. This is amazing. Um, I'll try to, listen, Robbie, I'll try to get in one and stay in one for you. Yeah. If, for you, if no one else. This has got to work. Robbie I don't Hoffman know, like, needs if you this to like, work. If I want to be candid about your last relationship... You don't you need edit to. whatever you want. Okay, fine. Edit. Let's do it. Let's get into you know it. what I'm saying? Let's do it. Um, and I'm saying, you know... Because I edit. love that you have so many opinions about everything all the time, and I didn't even know. Is it too many? Is it too many opinions? No, no, no. It's This is how you are all the time, and this is why I love talking to you on the, on the podcast or in real life. You showed up at the restaurant today just immediately upset that they didn't have guacamole, which I'm not even sure you were going to order today. It was like brunch time, and you're like, why don't they have guacamole? It's a top seller. 
It is, but they're like a health restaurant. Yeah. And yeah, talk about this avocado. for a minute. Okay, because, well, <laughs> I do feel like I need to clarify why I was so upset because not a lot of people get upset over guacamole. Why would you be upset? But you barely sat down, is my point. We hadn't even looked at the menu. You're already upset. Okay, because I did have an idea walking into that restaurant. Maybe I'll get some guacamole. Okay, I did. I okay. know you're thinking no, but it looked, the sign looks like guacamole. It's green. It does. It does look you know. like guacamole. We were at Fresh in Toronto, by the way, everybody. Yeah. And... I just like thought, and I sat down and I said, there's avocados, there's tomatoes on the menu. Yeah. All ingredients necessary. Little onion, cilantro, whatever the hell else is happening. Why can't, what does it take <laughs> to get guacamole on this menu? Yeah. All they need is a masher. Yeah, all they need is They a- have the ingredients. A fork will do. Anything. But it would be an immediate bestseller. It's like it's like a lost opportunity. It's an opportunity cost yeah. to have their granola, one of the granolas, one of the eight granolas, knock it off. Seven's enough, and just stick guacamole in that slot. Instant bestseller. Do they have nachos? I mean, they need something with the the guac. I would, right? They have their cornbread. Who's oh, not ordering that? Yes. Who's not ordering that? Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm on board now. It would be an instant bestseller. They could sell it eight dollars. <laughs> They're could. making a six dollars, seven dollar profit on this. Yeah, it's the, it speaks for itself. I think. <laughs> So I wasn't upset. I was more disappointed by like the business strategy of this menu. Like, yeah. have they not given it any thought? Do we want to sell things? Do we want to push product today? Yes or no? Yeah. If they want to guacamole, it's pushed itself. <laughs> you don't even have to push it. There's no sell. It's pushed itself. It exists. It yeah. exists in the world. Since it was invented, I remember when it like hit the floor, like boom, you couldn't, you couldn't consume it fast enough. Yeah, everybody guac on this. Well, it was the new ketchup. I also love how you think it was invented, but since white people yeah. found out about yeah. it, I think yeah. is what you mean. Yeah, since it like came here, you know, <laughs> like Greek yogurt. Yeah, did that drop? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Greek yogurt dropped so hot. I was I was buying it in barrels. Like, I don't know if they're gonna have you know. Uh. <laughs> you see two left at Sobeys. You're like two left. Why isn't this stocked? With Greek, you see how fast it's going. Yeah. So that's how I feel about guacamole, too. It's just, if you have it, it's an instant seller. It's, a, it's like you didn't even buy it. It sells itself. You okay, to, so yeah. this is exactly my point about why it does not and will never bother me that you have opinions about my life or my relationships because you have opinions about everything <laughs> and they amuse me to no end. Oh and it's God. what you're about and it's the greatest thing ever. So tell me. I'm ready. This will not make it to the podcast, I'm telling you. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not going to be. Wait, well, let's just have, let, let's have, let's have, this is a moment of editing, guys. If, if we've decided it doesn't make it in, yeah. we will jump to the next thing after this. But okay, here we is go. Is that fine? It's fine. I just wanted okay. to put it out there so that editing yeah. is easier. Yeah. So there's nothing, again, you asked me about your last relationship. It wasn't podcast worthy. But I'm happy that I think, yeah, I think you should be in a lot more whimsical situation. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I think that's happening. And you know what? You're not the, you're not the only one to give me that feedback. Like oh, good. at some point uh, I had like as I was finally letting the crack show enough people that are really close to me were like, yeah, you need to this needs to not be happening. Yeah. And it, those people kept me honest because I might have like, yeah. Might have gone back or it was good to have that feedback from people you that know me. you seem so much freer now. I'm pretty happy. Things are good. Yeah. Yeah. Took I a minute. Know. Sometimes you can just get stuck in stuff and you just don't realize. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It seemed like you were stressed. Mm-hmm. If I have to look back at it now, like there was like, I don't know, there was less time to just hang or it was, it felt like more stressed yeah you felt more like regimented now that we're in it now that we're in this conversation i mean have you ever 
been caught up in a relationship like that? Yes. Like the not the right one? Yeah. 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 But um, what was hard about it was how sweet this person was. Yeah. It was the opposite reason. Like uh, my ex, Samantha, and we have a great relationship now, so I'm happy to talk about it. And I love her as a person. and But she was just so great to me and so nice and sweet. And I just handled it badly. Mm-hmm. Like I was just, I felt stuck in it. It wasn't the right thing for me. It wasn't pushing me. Um, I was staying in Montreal too long. I knew I kind of wanted to be in Toronto or something mm-hmm. or... Um, I was in finance too long and I wasn't making that jump. And it was, it was a lot that I was just like in this routine of life and we had that life, you know, we had like built a life where I like went to work and had a couple shows a night and yeah, then she yeah, did yeah. this thing. She was in school. Um, the sex was suffering. That's the first sign for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but we stayed for like a year. I couldn't because she was the nicest, sweetest, heart of gold person. When it's good enough, it can be very difficult to leave. And uh, sometimes I've I've definitely had the feeling before where it's like, okay, my heart is breaking at the thought of leaving this person. That means I should stay. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, oh, no, no, my heart is breaking at the thought of breaking this person's heart. My heart is breaking because this needs to end. Yeah. Hardest. Yeah. It's very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult to leave that, to leave somebody who... They were great. Yeah. And it was just you just, I was, I felt like I, there was something wrong with me that I couldn't give what this person was giving. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah. Ultimately the kinder thing to do is like leave and let, let them find someone who like really Mm -hmm. appreciates everything they're all about. And it's, yeah, it's that, it's that very weird thing where you're like, I have to break your heart to Mm -hmm. make it better for both of us eventually. Yeah. 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 But it's all worked out now. Yeah. 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 She's dating a photographer and they're very happy and i'm dating and it's like it's great and we can talk like i help her with professional things and she calls me and tells me news and vice versa um it's really special when those relationships yeah. transform and then you you just have this deep connection and well of love and support yeah yeah it's the greatest thing ever. yeah and i was worried for a while because i was so shitty at the end like i didn't explain like how i broke up with her was not even like i'd waited to a point where it was like past the point of me breaking up and i just distanced were you living together no but basically right and i just like distanced you didn't really have a conversation no i couldn't i guess i was so out of it and so over it that i was just like doing shows and not really talking and then she left me this heart-wrenching letter in my mailbox saying like i know it's over Mm -hmm. you're not saying anything you know we're not speaking i know it's and i still ignored it and (gasps) i went weeks Oh, that's so rough. Able, like I, I wasn't even able to approach it. Like right. I just was removed. I felt like I was sucked out mm. of it, and I was just living life regularly. And then it hit me. I'm like, oh my god, I was, I'm terrible. Like I'm terrible to this person, and I did anything I could. I tried to ru- call or, you know. And she opened up like, yeah, you were really mean. Mm. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me and why I can't face, like, why I couldn't face that breakup. Mm -hmm. I couldn't face it. And I'm so sorry. And I was, thank God we have a good relationship now because I was so terrible in how I left someone so amazing. Right. It doesn't even make sense to me. Like, how could I not talk about, and I didn't do anything. I just disconnected. I didn't talk to her badly or good. It's that I didn't even acknowledge I didn't we even broken I didn't even know that was a possibility. So you're kind of blowing my mind that that's a thing <laughs> yeah. that can happen because you'd been together for like a couple years. Yeah, or yeah. 
Whoa. Well, yeah. good for her for having a generous open heart. And yeah. Are you like, no, but I tried to make, like, when I was ready to talk about it, I talked about it. I was like, mm-hmm. I think I blacked out. Mm. I think the pressure of letting somebody so amazing out of my life who's chosen to love me and this and that, and for me to say, like, well, fuck it, yeah, was so intense for me and so overwhelming that I literally just blocked it out. Right. I didn't acknowledge, I did not, it wasn't happening, it wasn't, but in that we weren't talking and we actually went weeks without talking because I just couldn't, I didn't even think that I wasn't talking. It just was what was happening. Right. But I really was able to explain uh, once I had a clearer head um, and, and got my footing back, I was able to explain like, I think I blacked out. Like I'm so, like you should never, like I, it's not like I said anything mean even. I didn't even, that I didn't talk is worse than saying something mean sometimes or mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, no, you know what? I've definitely, we're going to trade shitty stories. And I used to make a joke about this on stage to some degree, but I've definitely, um, I do this or have done this weird passive aggressive thing that I don't even, I'm not even conscious of at mm-hmm. first, but it's like, okay, I'll just be, I'll just get kind of like shitty and make the relationship bad and not fun so that like hopefully you want to leave and then you think it's your idea and then i didn't have to take any responsibility i didn't break your heart you know what i mean but like that's a really crappy way of doing things and it wastes everyone's time at least for a while yeah um and i didn't i wasn't fully aware of that dynamic once i was then i stopped it and like made jokes about it but um and made jokes about it i made jokes (laughs) i made jokes about it yeah Um, no yeah it's yeah it's tough, but like that's, I mean, having to break up with really good people is hard. It's, it's very, it's so easy to break up with someone who's shitty. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Like, I, you know, somebody does something shitty, you have a big blow up fight, you're out. It's Come hard on. to realize that love isn't enough. You yeah. know, we we're kind of like conditioned or that there's this cliche that like love is enough if you love someone, whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like, no, you really love someone, but maybe what you both want in that moment doesn't match up or you really love them, but you're looking at a longer term life partnership situation and it's not the same. And yeah, Yeah. look where we've ended up. Some very real places. It's very, it's, and I don't want to seem shit like that was one relationship. Yeah. I was much younger. No, it's fine. We're, we're just people that are flawed and and we're talking about it on the internet. No one's judging you. Yeah. Okay, Robbie's looking at her notes again. Are we getting back to the what bothered you well, about the podcast? Well, no, we were going to talk about Ladies Ma'am. I also wrote notes. Oh, we, so yeah, we totally skipped over Ladies Ma'am. Yeah. Let's get into Ladies Ma'am. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think that... Well, I have really... Uh, friends are a lot of energy without any sexual return. What's, um, that's <laughs> insane. But why did that, like, what... That came up for you from the last podcast? Yeah, I don't know why, because I feel like a lot of it was like, if you remove the sex from some of the things you were talking about, you were talking about friendships, Mm -hmm. like negotiation and communication and what do you, you know, and I feel like, man, I have so much energy. I think because I love and I think so, like I'm always at it, that all of my relationships are really full relationships. Like I'm always thinking or... um, You mean all of your relationships, including friendships? yeah, Yeah, like, you know, I'm like thinking about things and whatever, and I feel like the good news about relationships is like you put a lot of energy in it and you get sexual return. Like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like it seems worth it to me right away. I'm like, yeah, yeah let's talk about this thing. Well, like with friends, it's like you have to consciously want to be there because it's like the incentive isn't as high. Yeah. It's like with friends, 
uh, you're not this no sexual return right so you're just like i put in almost as much energy sometimes like you know like how are they doing and how their date went or right. like something like that like we talk about all these things and we're not gonna have sex tonight right um and it's great and it's you know but when it's shitty too you're like like if you get into a fight with your friend you're like like why like i don't i'm not as like keen to make up with them because i don't have to like get back into bed with them like there's no paradise to get back to right that's really funny i haven't like been kicked out of garden of eden and have to get back you know to say it's like oh it's like well i'm just gonna have like yeah I don't know. It's a shitty way also to think. And That's it was really only funny. a momentary thought. This is somewhat to the side of that. But one thing I've always thought is that, um, for example, you know, when you're good friends with someone and they're in a relationship and then they're having relationship troubles, right? They tell you all about it. Then you start to have feelings and investments about exactly. who they're with and how's it going. And then it's like, then they get, they work it out with the relationship, right? They have sex, they do whatever they need to mm-hmm. do. But you as their friend on the side, you never got over it see that makeup part yeah and, and you, you're not a part of that process so you're just kind of left with the like no but your partner is like maybe not the greatest for you or they're right. kind of shitty and it's like i always thought that dynamic was interesting that like when friends reach out and then yeah tell you all the bad things about their relationship and then they just work it out and you're still kind of left like <gasps> but it's not good or something i know yeah. i know i know we have to d- divest more well, yeah. I think you just need to start fucking your friends. Sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So that was that was like a moment thought. Very, very brief and not backed up thought at all that I, that I had had. I like that you're um, just sharing everything, though. This is good. <laughs> but we were also talking about um, with the ladies' ma'am topic. Mm-hmm. Like, I realized, like, you once asked me, like, oh, and then we can ask Robbie how she... Pit- and the thing is, is like, I remember asked, like my ex, like we were talking about how we got to dating. Um, and even my current girlfriend, like, do you know how I met my current girlfriend? It's no, but wait, insane. let me just back up for a second, because I feel like you're alluding to stuff that not everybody is privy to right now. Yeah. Where I think my impression of you is just that, like, you're so confident. You're such a little ladies, ma'am. Um, you seem to just always be lassoing them in. No. Your girlfriends seem like gorgeous, amazing people. And I'm, and I'm and you're just like this neurotic mess on stage. <laughs> you're very attractive, but you're a neurotic mess. And I'm like, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? But I feel like that's you. Well, I, like that description of me is how I look at you. Well, that's that's it. Because like I want to be more like you. <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> I want to be like, like you. <laughs> I want to exude whatever is like oh, bringing these chicks. All right. So tell you've me, always been with a girlfriend that I've known. You. I've always been with a girlfriend. Oh, it's true. So I don't even know what you're talking about. It's true. Right now. I don't go. Always... It's like I try to be single for half a second. It never works. Okay. Never. And you're like writing poetry, and you're like <laughs> the most romantic. I'm like, pretty romantic. Yeah. So. You're the ladies' ma'am here. I think I'm like a pup in training or something. No, you let's know? talk about it. Talk to me about how you met your current girlfriend. Well, I think it's about asking. Like my late, my last relationship, she told me that nobody had ever bought her a drink. What? I am the first person to come up to her in a bar. Right. Um, and uh, how we met is uh, people were dancing around, and I, I sort of just we were at a we were at a girl party or a queer party, and I. I make stupid, dumb jokes all of the time. Um, but I was with my friend and I was just like, I just want to warn you, like, there's lesbians here tonight. But I'm just you warning you. are so cute. That's very cute. You I like know, it. Just putting it out there. It's just funny. So there's a hint know. of danger. Yeah. I like it. And they were like, kind of haha, lame joking. And then I was like, any of you, you know, are you a lesbian? And the person was like, no. 
And then uh, the girl that I ended up dating was like, yeah, I am. I was like, I don't know what happened, but we, so, we, we danced a little bit. And I was like, let me buy you a drink. Mm-hmm. Never had happened. That's crazy. To her. I love buying drinks for girls. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then this, this girl, how I met her was that we were out. Um, we have a mutual friend who does comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was out with her. Uh, my current girlfriend was was out with her and uh we were both killing time before a show um and i called my friend um and i was just like oh you're you're in the neighborhood i'm here too we're both killing time before a show i'll come in and stop and have a drink i was with my friend sean and we went there and um my girlfriend was bitching about her ex was like just got out of a relationship or was currently finally finalizing the end of her relationship and was saying all these terrible things. And I just like, I don't know. I wasn't even thinking. I was like, why date someone shitty when you could date me? <laughs> like that came out of my mouth. It's so bold. I don't know why. It was I so like it. bold. Yeah. And she was like, gotta go. And she tells me now, like she thought I was cute and yeah. all this stuff. And that I said something insane like that. She was like, who is this person? Um, but it's as simple as that. Like, how do you get women? Like, people aren't asking people out, I think. Right. People aren't doing step one. <laughs> like, you're not getting... Step one. Yeah, step like, one. Like, people are not asking people out. Mm-hmm. You'd be content for the relationship you're in now to, like, be the relationship, huh? Uh, yeah, I think I always am, though. That's how people should feel. Yeah. I don't feel like... I feel like if this was 1920 20 and lesbianism was a thing back then and it was, like, regular, like, you'd be married. That's what we would do. We'd be like, okay, and this works, and great, and we're married in the fall. And that would be <laughs> I like it. I even put on a 1920s voice for that, too. Yeah, okay, and this works, like, and... Uh... Well, Evelyn, we've known each other now, and... <laughs> Evelyn, let's and, talk about, you know... What's the baby? Evie? Evie. We met a baby today at brunch, you guys. She's the cutest thing ever. Like, to die. Was she the tiniest thing? She was tiny. I am... Um, She's 10 months old. I saw her come in because she was to your back at first. So I saw her come in. My face lit up and I was trying to get her to smile the whole time. She didn't really smile, though, but she was quite engaged. Curious. She was quite engaged. But then Robbie, (laughs) I was concerned about you at the beginning when you just like, oh, she's 10 months. She's really small. She's really tiny. She's super tiny. I'm like, you can't just talk about people's babies and like. I know. I work with kids now. I know. I'm aware of what babies percentiles no for sure but there might be a lot of going on behind the scenes that her parents don't want to think about in that moment like you can't just remark on the size of people's babies and if it's good or not (laughs) i felt like anyway you can't be out in public and engage in the public if you're not ready for responses really but what if the baby (laughs) had like a a more kind of severe physical deformity you wouldn't be like oh your baby only has one arm most babies have two arms why does your baby only touch that baby you wouldn't no i'm kidding Okay, but this is what I'm getting to. And then I just want to tell everyone that you could not keep your hands off the baby and you just kept touching her. And I kept going like, Robbie, it's not okay. You need to ask her parents if you can touch her. We should ask the baby, not her parents. We should ask the baby, but she's unable to give consent, which is important as we were talking about. Um, But then, yeah, they let you hold the baby and she put her head down on you. So that that felt like consent for sure. Yeah, she was totally into you. And then I held the baby. Those parents were so nice. They were so nice. And then Robbie and I are having like explicit (laughs) sex discussions. Like our tables were so close. And did you notice that her parents weren't talking the whole time? They weren't talking to each other. No. And our conversation was in a low volume, but we were very close to their table. I don't know that I have a low volume. <laughs> so, I'm like thinking about it now. I felt I was trying to be low and I was like leaning in when I was telling you things, but 
it was very much the whole brunch was like us talking about sex and then quite explicitly and then breaking every once in a while to go oh look at the baby oh my god <laughs> and i think they heard everything yeah yeah, yeah. well and here we are yeah. on the podcast we've talked about it all i might not even edit it robbie okay i might not if you feel comfortable I don't hey. not feel comfortable. Let me also put on the record, um, my last girlfriend, very sweet individual. Can I uh, there add to this record? There was so much going so, on. Oh. Lovely. So much genuine love there. And that's why it was difficult to leave. And that's why, you know, maybe things weren't the best match and it was hard to see. I also would like to say that um, many thanks to all my previous partners. <laughs> many thanks. Um, and they were appreciated. <laughs> and I still feel bad for, for you know shitty treatment where it was i don't um, think you need to feel bad anymore. but it wasn't intentional yeah i think you guys have moved on you've learned yeah. something about yourself it's fine yeah and the yeah and i mean anything that i've said to offend anyone's podcast apologies from the deepest <laughs> depths of my heart i don't know i don't know how sincere that no, is no no it I is like it. it is i know it's sincere but i just like the blanket apology <laughs> at the end to anyone anyone sorry <laughs> yeah. okay well we're wrapping oh it up thank God. you for hanging out with me Always. All right. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Okay, let's learn a thing. You travel a lot, right? I do indeed. Me too. There's nothing more annoying. You get there wherever you're going and you're you don't have your iPhone charger or you left it at the gig that you were at or 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 on and on and on. You're there at your hotel, nothing. I love how you're I, building this up by the way. This is great. I go right down to that front desk. Uh-huh. Lost and found basket. Lost my iPhone charger. There's 45 there guaranteed. Yeah. I take two or three. I, I owe <laughs> two or three. <laughs> I have chargers. They let everywhere. you take two or three. Yeah, they yeah. have so many. So if you ever, even if you don't lose your charger, now when I go, I just like to have an extra one. Yeah, I always go to the hotel the day after I check, and I said, "By the way, I lost my charger." I take one, and that's it. That's all it is. You get USB, you know, cords if you want one. But you, you know, because you like to have one. Let's say you work at a studio, you work somewhere during the day, you put it in. You have it there all the time. You yeah. never have to remove it. You have one in your room. You got one. I like to have them everywhere because the battery life, until they do something about it, yeah, it's, we need to be prepared as people. We do need to be prepared as people. <laughs> Thank you for telling everybody how to get free iPhone chargers and various electronical devices. Guys, go down there. Take two or three. Take two or three. <laughs> There's hundreds. Like, you don't know, some of them at like Hyatt's or something, they have hundreds. These yeah. business people, they're off to China. They're gone. They're not claiming them. <laughs> they're not, not claiming them, guys. You should. You absolutely should. Thank you again, Robbie Hoffman. <laughs> Thank you. Guys, so that was it. That was the podcast. Robbie Hoffman. What a fun person. She told me things about myself that I didn't know. So that was interesting. Sounds like we have a lot of mutual love and admiration going on there. Robbie Hoffman, guys. Find her. Find her. How about all the thanks? All the thanks. Charlie Sneakers made the logo for this podcast. She's a wonderful, generous human being. Mike Carozza did the intro and outro music, which is spectacular. And he is just a man that lives inside my heart. He's also a real human being out in the world, but I love him. Um, Patrick World did the Learn a Thing music. How good is it? I love it so much. I'm going to never stop loving it. Patrick World, thank you. Paula Flalo, podcast guru, friend of mine, acceptor of my neuroses. 
just awesome gentlemen. Thank you, Paula Flalo. And you guys, thank you for listening. Um, I kind of want to tell you where my upcoming shows are, but I'm running out of time. So good luck to you. Google it. I'm going to be in Adelaide. Come there. Okay.